Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Talbot. And I'm Maciel Davila Ferrer. And we are so happy you have joined us for this ongoing series, Trusting God's Way to the Promised Land. And despite <laughs> obstacles, rivers, big cities, yes. God's doing His thing for yeah, the Israelites. This is so important to learn because, yes. you know, we're on our way to the Promised Land <laughs> and we got to learn to do this God's way. Yes. So that we are not trying to push our way, right? Which leads to certain demise, but they're, yeah, yeah. they're doing good right yeah. now. They've been really good at they listening have to God. the Jordan. Yeah. And finally, they cross the Jordan, but now they're going to, um, you know, meet their first real challenge. Mm -hmm. This this city of Jericho yes. that's fortified, yeah. it has all these walls up, and, you know. So, um, I have a bill here, um, a $20 bill here in the United States. There's a sentence, it says, in God we trust. Actually, it's in most of our money, even mm -hmm. in the $1 bill. Mm -hmm. But have you ever wondered, okay, am I going to trust God in this particular situation? I mean, I can trust God in all these other ones, yes. but in this one, you know, yes. this fortified situation. <laughs> you the know? walls that I can see ahead of me, I don't see a way around. How can I trust God? He and, and, has to make yeah. the way. Yeah, he has to make a way because yeah. absolutely there's no way, yeah. right? I had a Jericho experience. Can you believe it? Oh, I, I, I can't <laughs> wait to hear about it. Yeah, well, when I became the senior pastor of a church that you know, had a fame of being really mm. difficult church. Mm. And, uh, you know, I decided to do a symbol with God and to pull a Jericho. <laughs> you know how Jericho, they went seven yes. times on the seventh yes. day. They Did went you seven actually times. do that? Well, I was living far away from the church. And the first week I said, I'm going to do this covenant with mm -hmm. God. I'm going to go around this church once a day for seven days. So it's the first six days. Right. I'm going to anoint all the walls. This was a big campus because mm -hmm. they had a school. They had, you know. And anyways, so I went every day. And, and said the blood of Jesus has to be uh, strong enough to bring down these walls because I heard there was so much conflict right, in this church. Right. And, and so anyways, on the seventh day, <laughs> it was the day I was going to preach on the Sabbath. I was going to preach and I had to do it seven times because that's a symbol, <laughs> right? So I went around and all the elders and deacons, everybody that didn't know me was my first weekend there. They were like, oh, this is a crazy pastor going around. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, two, seven times. <laughs> And I felt when I preached that day that mm -hmm. the walls were coming down because God had promised mm -hmm. that through the blood of Jesus, these conflicts were going to cease. Mm -hmm. And six months later, I told him, you know, remember when I just came, <laughs> I, I did a Jericho symbol with God and, and the, the sound person up there on the second floor yells, oh, that's what you were doing <laughs> because they didn't know what this new pastor was doing. They just had to trust you. <laughs> yeah, but it actually was an important experience mm -hmm. for me to say to God, okay, so is the blood of Jesus powerful enough to bring down these walls, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. so we all have walls in our lives. Then. Absolutely. We have walls to protect ourselves from being hurt again or walls for safety. And honestly, I think we're we're challenging God sometimes to like break down these walls because mm -hmm. we live a yeah. limited life if we don't let God do that. Yes, and, and, and it doesn't happen our way. No. It doesn't happen no. our way. So Jericho would become the first fruits, per se, of the Canaan <laughs> conquest. This was their first big obstacle after crossing the river. And would God do this for them. Mm -hmm. and, and this narrative will uh, highlight God's limitlessness, I like to call it, that He has ways that we don't know anything about, that they're different than our ways. Because they're coming up quite literally to a brick wall. There is <laughs> yeah, no right. way around that's right. it. That's right. And maybe you listening to us today, you have come to that brick wall. You don't know 
what mm-hmm. to do in mm-hmm. a particular situation. And God is saying, I'm going to do it a different way than you thought. So, Or, or maybe you feel like you're trapped, but then yeah, you, have, exactly. you have the promise of Rahab, that there is also liberation for you. That's right. And this is the woman that will be spared in the mm-hmm. city, right? And yes. we already did a program on that. So they come to a place in Joshua chapter 5 when they're getting prepared for something amazing that mm-hmm. God is going to do among them. Mm-hmm. They they take the covenantal sign of the circumcision. They take Passover in chapter 5, verses 7 to 12. Uh, the Passover meal, which was a symbol of, of how God had um, delivered them from Egypt many, yes. many, many years yes. before. Right? Yes. I love verse 11 because it reads like this. The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted the grain. The manna stopped the day after they <laughs> ate food in the land. Imagine so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so many years, they yes. had the manna, this, this miraculous bread that God is sending from heaven. And now they take the Passover. And now this is real. They're in yes, the promised land. Yes. The manna stops. The manna stops. But God has not let one day go without no, them having exactly, exactly what, they, what they, needed. they needed. Isn't it amazing? Mm-hmm. That's a very mm-hmm. important application. So Joshua goes away from where they are to just, you know, think about this Jericho mm-hmm. battle, what they're going to do. And this divine being shows up and, um, you know, it, it looks like verse 13 of chapter 5 says that this man was standing opposite uh, with him with a sword drawn. And Joshua doesn't know if he's with them or if they're yeah. adversaries. <laughs> I wonder if he grabbed his sword like, uh, yeah, yeah, who are you? <laughs> and Joshua asked this question in verse 13. Are you for us or for our adversaries? Mm. And I love the mm-hmm. answer. It says, no. Neither. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting because, oh, so uh, what, is there another choice? Yeah. <laughs> right? You are with us or you're against us? And, and you almost expect, like if I'm just reading this, you almost expect the angel to go, well, for you, for absolutely. You. And and no, this is uh, a, a saying that shows that mm-hmm. this is the captain of the Lord's host. I'm not coming to do your will. You are going to do mine. My will. Right? Yes, so, yes. So this divine being says, no, rather I indeed come now as captain of the host of the Lord. I have come in authority. And then Joshua realizes this and bows down, mm-hmm. worships him. So mm-hmm. many people believe this is the incarnate, uh, pre-incarnate Christ, right? Wow. He bows down to this mm-hmm. divine being. And then he says, so what has my Lord to say to, to his servant? And, and verse 15, yes. the commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. I love this because this reminds us of Exodus three five, mm-hmm. when Moses actually got this this command to take off his sandals. Yes, because they were on holy ground. This was going to be a holy war. Yes, yes. this was not something that Joshua was going to command. The the Lord, uh, the captain of the of the Lord's host, was coming to command it. Yeah, um, and and he doesn't yet know the battle plan, right? Yeah, right. He doesn't. And I love this bookend. Like I, over and over, we see that. God is with Joshua just as much as he was with Moses. That's right. And, and unexpected ways that God is going to use. I mean, I can imagine being Joshua saying, okay, mm-hmm. so we're going to do what? <laughs> you know, and so the, the, we're not going to like sneak yeah. up on them. Yeah, no. or, yeah. <laughs> so they get very specific yes. uh, instructions. Yeah. And the Lord said to Joshua in verse two, the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hands. I love this part when God talks, uh, they call it the prophetic perfect tense. Mm. It's like uh, it, he talks like, if it's a past thing, but mm-hmm. still in the future. Mm. But he's so assured yes. that he says, oh, I have given you the land. You have? Really? <laughs> no, really. It's an assured thing. You, yes. it, it hasn't happened yet, but yes. it's like a sure, uh, done deal. Like done. Yeah, done. exactly. <laughs> and it, it, he gives these instructions mm-hmm. of you're going to circle six times, mm-hmm. six days. And on the seventh day, you're going to circle it seven times. And this is chapter six of Joshua, verse four. And you want to read it? Yeah. 
Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpet. Yeah, so I want to say something about the seven. You know, um, I believe that number seven is a reminder that the Creator is also the Redeemer. Mm. You know, we we worship on the seventh day yes. on the Sabbath. This is this is actually a reminder of our redemption. That mm-hmm. is a done deal. And so every time in the Bible you find the sevens all the time because they are actually the wholeness of not just the creation in seven days, but the redemption. Yes, that we can yes. be assured of that. So this time they were going to do seven times. On the seventh day they're going to do a Seven times seven, seven priests, seven horns. You know, I think yeah, that's an important detail. For sure. Detail. It's, a, it's a whole picture that he's painting that this is yeah, bigger than you, yeah, Joshua. It's, it's a done deal. Yes. And I like the order. It says that first they were going to have the men of war. Then they were going to have the priest with the horns. Then they were going to have the ark and then their rear guard. It's really interesting because... I mean, which army went out with a choir, you know, <laughs> or with a band? Yes. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. I like this. So the, 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 the a army, marching, is it, yeah. was this the first marching band? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I, I like the fact that they were already kind of celebrating. And yes. the pre-celebration, the announcement is that they went blowing the trumpets all six days. Because yes. they were to be silent in their words, but they were blowing the trumpets as they were going. Mm-hmm. Because they were, it's a pre-celebration announcement that this okay. is going to happen. Wow. You know? So anyways, the conquest happens on verse um, on verses 15 and 16. We are told that they did exactly what they were uh, told. Chapter 6, verse 15 and 16, if you on, want to read it. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. Mm-hmm. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the people, Shout! Shout, shout for the Lord has given you this city. Oh, again, he's given you. This is a gift for yes, you. He's given yes. it to you. And and uh, interesting that before we are told that the, all the walls came down, yeah. we're told that Rahab the harlot, which we have already talked about, mm-hmm. the prostitute that they made the oath to, actually was going to be spared as they promised yes, because yes. she put the, the cord, the, is the there, scarlet that cord. Ty- typological symbol that we have. Yeah, this symbol like the Passover mm-hmm. and all the symbols that you're going to be passed over because you believed, yes. right? You made so, a confession. Yeah, yeah. so the, the verse 20 uh, the people shouted, and the priest blew the trumpets, and when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with a great shout, and the wall fell down Damn. flat. Amazing. I, I, was, <laughs> I was reading a commentary that said the wall didn't fall in or out. It fell down. down. It collapsed. <laughs> Can you imagine, not only is, is the provision being given for them to defeat the city, but also their safety. Because if you're standing around that, like you might get a little pebble in the eye, but I don't think yeah, any yeah, of that no, happened. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Actually, they, 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 they went in and all that, in verse 22, again says, uh, going to the harlot's house and bring the woman and all she is out there. Because they, they had made this oath made that she oath. was going to yeah. be spared yeah. of this judgment, right? And she believed them. She believed them. And yeah, and she had everybody there because it's one thing for you to have this assurance, but then to claim it, to own it, to believe yeah, yeah, that it's yeah. going to happen, and it's going to happen God's way, which yeah. is very, very different than our way. Always, uh, I always, <laughs> I, I always say to people, the reason why many people don't live with the assurance of salvation is because they think they gotta uh, gain the promised land on their own, their way, and it's not going to happen. Earn it. What is the, that's in all of us? I think you, you know we have to, to s- work, work at it, work at it, but that's never yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine 
imagine myself in Jericho with a little hammer in the wall going, I'll help you, Lord. Exactly, with a little, you know, nail in it. Yeah, yeah. And God is saying, you look ridiculous. I'm going to bring the walls down. And apply that to our personal lives. Like, we're facing Jericho. Some of us are just, yeah, with a little hammer. Just like a little nail. And God is saying, no, you have no idea. I have a different way than your way. I just need you to shout in victory because I have already done this prophetically perfect tense thing for you. Exactly. I have given you the promised land. It's a done deal. That's why I always say you spell salvation, D-O-N-E. Oh. Is done. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's how you spell salvation. Yes. Done. So it's interesting because at the at, at, towards the end of the New Testament in the book of Hebrews in chapter eleven, this this um, you know this chapter about faith yeah, and those who did this amazing, amazing things by faith, like a hall of fame kind of thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Jericho shows up in chapter eleven of Hebrews, verse thirty. There's something very interesting. I don't know if you have it, and you can read it if you have it. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. You know, by faith. And you say, why by faith? They're marching down. Well, I I have a a book that I love called Patriarchs and Prophets Mm. by Ellen White. And it says that they could have reasoned, I'm going to read it, what unmeaning movements are these? They could have said themselves, right? Mm -hmm. How ridiculous a performance Mm -hmm. of marching daily around the walls of the city, blowing trumpets of ram's horns. But they had to come to believe that God was with them, and they they had to believe that God was going to do it. And it says here, it was to impress upon their minds that their strength was not in the wisdom of man, nor in his might, but only Mm. in the God of their salvation. They were thus to become accustomed to relying wholly upon their divine leader. They had to believe that it was going to happen God's way, not their own way. they couldn't even talk during their walk. Yeah, yeah, Can yeah, you yeah. imagine the kind of yes. discipline? I think God m- may have done that intentionally to just say, I've yeah, got yeah, this. Yeah. Not, exactly. I don't even need your words here. Exactly. And and God's God has unlimited resources. He says things His way. And salvation yes. is also by faith. The way th- that the walls of Jericho came down is the same way we're going to be saved. It's God's way, not our way. We cannot go with a little hammer, with a little thing. God has done this and it's already a done deal. So trust Him. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Jesus101Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101Media. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!